Okay, I'm recording. All right. Okay, welcome to. I don't. I, it's not really the story of. Well. No, this is gonna be separate. I'm gonna organize my episodes, but this is more of the review show that we want to do more of. No, hang on. I was I was prepared for the story of. I didn't I didn't prepare for a new, oh, brand new show. I, well, everyone just like everyone just keeps saying like it's not really a story of. I'm like everything's a story of. That's why that phrase works. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's like Black Lives Matter. It's just the perfect phrase. <laughs> it's like well. <laughs> All right. No, listen. I talked about this with Tom. Who's a writer? He's like, yeah, it, it it is. You don't think that it. You don't think there's a a name, a a phrase that could get the same point across, and not be de- decisive. Divisive. That's the thing. Is why is it divisive? Because, because they left off the two. That's why. Because ignorant white people hear it, and they think that it means only Black Lives Matter. That's why it's divisive. That's why I like it. And I was talking to us. That's why it's a great title because people say, people say all lives matter. And then you can get them. Oh man, we talked about it today and I felt like, yeah, that's how you, the point is you get them to admit that they don't think black lives matter <laughs> is the thing, is the trick. Yeah. So you think, you think it should be black lives matter too? I, <laughs> um, I, th- I think Black Lives Matter too cuts through a lot of, again, the confusion and ignorance. With there's a lot of dumb people in this world, man, and oh, I know they hear that, and it's just so easy to jump straight from that to. Only Black Lives Matter. That's what that's suggesting to a lot of people. I understand, but it's kind of like, at what point do people have to uplift themselves to the point of your argument? I mean, you know, you can argue all day to somebody that water isn't sand. <laughs> but at some point, they have to like figure out what sand is and what water is on their own. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, I don't know. But I will say, if anyone can convince me, it's you, because you've convinced me that okay. wrestling, wrestling is cool. Wrestling, yeah. And no, and what was the other one? I thought of another one, a more substantial one. You convinced me. What was the other one? Ah, we talked about it yesterday. Or the, I don't know. Yeah, I, I remember talking about that. I, I just went to get my hair cut, and the the lady cutting my hair made me watch wrestling, and she turned it on, and it was it was. Uh, a divas match, which I, is not a phrase that I was familiar with, but she was like, "Oh, good for you! It's a divas match." Oh, dude, I watched um, in the height of all the bad news, like when Susie put me on a news hiatus. I watched wrestling, and there was a a diva match, and it was awesome. And but I think it was like one of the one of the ladies got hurt, and <laughs> they had to call an ambulance. <laughs> and but then the ambulance driver happened to be the other wrestler. <laughs> she, was, she was like brilliant hitting her on the stretcher and then she drove off and i was like okay that now it's a crime that's so now, good. now it's not you know that's too far i think <laughs> can you imagine you're hurt 
And then the doctor's like, where does it hurt? And you're like, it hurts on my stomach. And then she's like, good. <laughs> and she starts hitting your stomach. That's such a brilliant idea. No, but the other thing you convinced me of, and I thought about this today was, uh, I think we were like writing Roachcocks, our movie or something. And you're like, it'd be cool if we could make fun of people without making people feel bad. Or it would be cool if we could do jokes that wouldn't make people feel bad. I was like, that would be cool. And I think about that all the time. <laughs> like when I'm writing jokes and stuff, I'm like, okay, but it's okay to make people feel bad about stuff, but not make people feel bad about uh, like, you know, who they are or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a, a quick way to yeah get an audience to turn on you. Well, it's just like, it's just like if you make a dumb joke about, uh, short people, that's not funny. You know, people can't help if they're short. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it sounds, yeah. sounds simple, but really like, I mean, that's a, that's a good comedy thing to go by. Like, you know, you can, you can make fun of people the way people think, but it's not cool to make fun of not just physical, but I mean like the gay or, or. Uh, we used to say retard a lot, you know, stuff like that. It's not, it's not funny, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of good, you know, racist humor, sexist humor, you know, making fun of all yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. But I, but I think it's gotta be clever in a way. Sure, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I, that that's just, it sounds really simple, but really when you're like in the thick of it, writing jokes and stuff, I didn't mean to say there's really good racist and sexist humor. I meant there's really good racial and and uh, whatever the word for sexist would be, humor. Oh, erotic humor. It's called erotic. <laughs> the other thing was flip flops, by the way. Oh yeah, flip flop shoes. Yeah, yeah. You convinced me that <laughs> those suck. <laughs> you had a flip flop phase, and I just I couldn't. I it just I don't get it. Yeah. No, for me it was it was the ease of not tying shoes, but but flip flops really caused so much other trouble. <laughs> Stupid sound when you walk, thuck 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 thuck. <laughs> you gotta work to keep them on with every step. Yeah, it's more work than shoes. Yeah. Now I just get the same pair of Reeboks over and over, and just just loosely tie them. Mm-hmm. All right, what are we talking about? Oh. Okay, uh, first of all, oh, I want to talk about your haircut because that was that made me laugh. I don't know why, but uh, just the idea of you like you planning out a haircut made me really laugh because you used to cut your own hair. Yeah, I mean, whenever I was just shaving my head, I could do oh, that. I can do okay. that with clippers, but you can't like style it. No, no, I never. I've never taken scissors to my own hair. See, I've been cutting my hair since the pandemic and I'm never going back. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it really is a, a cost saving measure. Yeah. I just, spent, I just spent 22 bucks. I know. And it's like, but I do miss, like I had some, like every time I went to the barber, there was always a funny interaction or a great story. <laughs> but I missed that part of it. Like once I went and uh, I'm sure I've told you this, forgive me, but. I went to think or great clips or something. And I had just gone to what's that sandwich place? Yellow submarine. Yeah. Just yellow sub. 
yellow sub and it was new and i was like the first one in there and the the owner happened to be there who's setting up and he like took my order i told you this but i'm sure i've said it on a podcast but he he picked his nose <laughs> rolled it up and flicked it yeah and i so i went to the barber and he was he was like the boss came in the snip and clip and she was not very happy and she brought in yellow sub <laughs> and I was like, I was like, they had a Kurt interaction or something. And I was like, you don't get along with her. And he's like, no, man. I was like, well, she's eating yellow sub. And that guy picked his nose and rolled it up <laughs> and he didn't phase him at all. He's just like, yeah, I believe it, man. That place is gross. <laughs> and so we laughed she came out like eating the sandwich and we just laughed about it, but just little stuff like that. Yeah. My barber introduced me to, one of my guilty pleasures, uh, the 100. It's a terrible show, but now I've watched the entire thing now. Oh man, that's so crazy. We haven't caught up in a long time, but um, network shows. My God, like they they, they have Queen Latifah is going to be in the Equalizer, mm-hmm. and network shows have great trailers and previews and stuff. But when you start watching it, they're the dumbest <laughs> shows, and I that's a part of like. I knew Donald Trump could get elected when I watched, when I saw that two and a half men was the biggest comedy. <laughs> that is just such the dumbest fucking show. I could write that show in, if the show's 30 minutes, I could write it in 30 minutes. You've been shitting on two and a half men since day one. It's the number one comedy. It was the number one comedy. It yeah. was it'd be like Seinfeld and stuff. <laughs> and it's just like, like we said, it's the humor is not clever. Yeah. Anyways, we're way off subject already, but what uh what's the equalizer? Is it related to the movie? I've seen it advertised, but so the equalizer used to be a show. Oh, okay. And then Denzel brought it back and I I just watched those. They were on YouTube TV and I recorded them and watched them. They're so good. Man, the first one's amazing. I love it. I the first one is awesome. And then but I also love the the second one's cool in its own right. And that's why I love his son acting because like, uh, you know, like Tenet, what were your thoughts on Tenet? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. I have a terrible time watching movies at home. I just don't, I, I have trouble getting motivated to do that. Well, I watched it in the theater. I hate to admit, but it was <laughs> yeah after I was immune and I was the only one in the theater and, uh, Man, I wish you'd watch it because I really want to talk about the scene. I talk about it every chance I get, but there's a really small, I mean, probably less than a minute scene where he's in the kitchen and he has to like fight his way out of the kitchen and it's just the coolest. It's just like, yeah, I love it. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I got to ask you a random question because this is sponsored by a random question generator. And I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Where is the most relaxing place you've ever been? Most relaxing place. Um, I mean, the movie theater is a, a is kind of my g- very generic, non-specific answer. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I go to just relax and forget about everything for two hours. If you want a more specific answer, I mean, the no. blue, the Blue Lagoon in in Iceland. That's pretty relaxing. You loved Iceland. 
with some facial masks. Is that what they're called? Face masks, whatever. Don't act like you don't know. I I did a I did a foot mask the other day. And my entire foot peeled like a snake. And I didn't know it was a thing, but if I had like recorded it, I would have been viral because like I guess people always want that reaction and they don't ever get it. Wait, was it just was it just the the mask that dried on your foot? Is it like is it like those ear candles that people are convinced pulls the wax out of their ears, but it's really just the wax from the candle? No, 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 no. It's like it because it took days. It's like I don't know what it is, but it just like kills the dead skin on your foot, and it peeled and it was like fresh underneath. I mean, it was my feet are really bad, and I was like, oh my god, that was crazy. And I did it again, and it did it again. And now they're like, uh, they're not smooth, but they, well, I also like <laughs> shaved it with a razor. The bottom? Yeah. And the calluses and stuff. Drews, you would not believe there was skin everywhere. It was crazy. But then I, um, I was watching a show or something and I stopped paying attention and I cut myself in the middle of my foot <laughs> and it's been, it's been a long road to recovery. <laughs> it's dirty you know you yeah, can't, that's a bad spot yeah so it's scabbed over and it hurt to walk i picked the scab there down <sighs> yeah um i actually brought a, a sponsor as well number one uh random question generator.com um <laughs> congratulations yeah uh let me see here we don't pay very much what is the uh okay what are you really bad at i'm bad at um Okay, this is very specific, but I it's something I know that I'm bad at. Well, for one, stand up, but for two, you're good at stand up. I think I could be good <laughs> if I if I really if I did it in crowds and adjusted it. But I just started during the pandemic, so it's like I never get you know feedback. But anyways, it's like the wedding thing, like the you know I did your wedding first, mm-hmm. and. I've done like 10 or 11 since then. And I I feel like I've gotten really good at it. But I, I, I feel bad because I, th- I think I was pretty bad at yours. Really? <laughs> I, no. I don't I, think I was, you, it wasn't bad, but I, I've, I've just gotten so much better. I mean, that that could be true. Practice makes makes perfect. But you, you did great. You did great at ours. It was it was touching and funny and it was perfect. I don't I don't see anything. Any issues well, with what you did at our wedding? Thank you. That's great. That's really nice to hear about. I did have some like cringe moments thinking back on it because like, okay, I was gonna bring up your wedding. Oddly enough, we're we're supposed to be talking about the show, the event, which is a show on HBO about Wolfgang Puck's catering service, and they have these big events and everything. And I was gonna ask you what's the biggest event. Well, I, so I was thinking it'd be fun to ask you what's the biggest event you've ever held, but I thought like you're going to say your wedding. And I think a lot of people would say their wedding, but your wedding was actually like <laughs> a huge, everyone thinks they, that weddings are huge and what, but like you, well, <laughs> I mean, it was so custom made. And yeah. Was, it wasn't huge. It was, it was just very, it was all hand, it was all done by us. And family. yeah, it was nuts. And like the, like the fire pits were, were like custom yeah. made fire pits. Yeah. 
and they had like s'mores packets and we had like you had to build like a little dance area man it was so humbling seeing your family and friends come together and and do all that for us it was yeah i mean they did so had did so much work lou's family did so much work my family they threw money at it but Lou's <laughs> family and i mean it was amazing yeah and that's that's the correct use of the word humbling because so many times people say like oh being getting an award was so humbling it's like not really that's not really humbling that's more <laughs> ego boosted like humbling is like when you think people do too much for you, like at my wedding, I feel the same way. Like, like you gave this really awesome speech and not that I didn't expect it from you, but I know how hard it, I know how you crafted it. <laughs> like, I know how much you, and, and like, like Haley gave a little, like my dad gave a little speech, Haley. And I just, you're like, Oh, it's not worth all that. That's what I think hum- humbling is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you had to go get ordained for my wedding. That's a big ask. No, you, it was you did a lot. Well, I mean, and then you had to write it. You know, write write the uh, what do you call that? A the sermon. Sermon. I was gonna say sermon. Oh, it didn't know. seem right. You know, no, but it's been that I told you once, but it was like that doing weddings has been like the greatest, one of the greatest joys of my life, and it's not just like it was very special when you do, you know, your best friend or your friends and stuff, but also like I've done kind of people, it's a fun way to get connected with people that you would never, ever get. Like you find out their story or whatever. It's like a very, mm-hmm. it's perfect for me. It's my favorite thing. I would love to just do it all the time, but it would, it also, you know, is stressful or whatever, but it doesn't pay very well, huh? No, no, but what, but I did do one wedding and I won't say who it was, but, uh, uh, I don't really know if I should say anything, <laughs> but uh, they, I didn't know. I knew the, the mom of the kids who were doing it. So I like met with them and it was fine and everything, but they all thought I was actually a um, minister mm-hmm. and they had me like go through the line first and stuff. And I didn't know what the situation was because one of them was religious. So I didn't want to say I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it was just uh funny, awkward Horrible and Great, which is the title of my um, biography. <laughs> Do you watch The Bachelor at all? No. What have you, what have you been watching? Hmm. Um, I watched uh, Promising Young Woman. We talked a little bit about that. That was. Oh my God. I loved that. That's a whole other show. Yeah. Um, man, TV shows? Um. Does Lou watch The Bachelor? No. Okay. We're watching this season. And it just... It infuriates me. And it's like... Uh, I don't trust the Chris the host, Chris Hansen. I think... Or is not Chris Hansen. Whatever his name is. I've always thought he was a weirdo. And on this season, they like had each other write erotic passages. Because he wrote some... He writes erotic... Um, novels. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> the host writes in erotic novels? Yeah. Huh. He's always creeped me out. Is that how he got the job or did he start doing that no. after he was hosting the show? <laughs> he started doing it after he was hosting, which is weird to me. That is weird. 
See, thank you. I know it's like they something's up with that. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it's like it's like Bradley Cooper. I know Bradley Cooper is gonna be me too eventually, but I just gotta wait it out. Man, get off of Bradley Cooper. There's nothing wrong okay, with him. Just wait. Give me five give me five more years. Because he's a fine actor. He's not good enough to get past what we're gonna find out about him. Man, I can't watch. I can't watch that. Uh, what's the what's the one he directed? I can't watch it without crying. A couple times. Oh, what is that called? I I really hate it when we. I don't hate it, but I think it's funny in the in the podcast when we're trying to think of a name or something. <laughs> I know people are like shouting the name yeah. people, the five people who listen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The shallows. Yeah, the shallows. That sounds wrong. <laughs> Okay, I have another question. While, uh-huh. you're... <laughs> While we're not getting on subject, but I think I know the answer to this one too. But what song hits you with a wave of nostalgia every time you hear it? That's all I listen to is 90s nostalgic music. Um, oh, man, I... Uh, I'm curious to to know what you're thinking. About. I'm thinking of this song where it's like I, I don't remember what band it was, and I can't remember the lyrics, but it was like they talk about sitting on a porch, and you're like, it's a perfect song. Sitting on a porch. <laughs> uh, no idea. Oh my god. Okay, I will think of it, and I'll. It was like a band that had a hit song, but then this was their second song, and you like this one better. I want to know what that is whenever you come to it. Um, no, I had Slick Shoes. There's a, a band called Slick Shoes, and they have a song that instantly takes me back. And this is super uninteresting because I can't think of the song. <laughs> the, the whole podcast. We're getting old. The whole podcast. <laughs> what was the name? You're not thinking of like Swing Life Away, are you? Yes. <laughs> are you? Yeah. I like that song. You're really into it. You, you used to get really get into songs. Like I think you listened to. I I wanted to do that song. Uh, I wanted to cover that song when we were in a band. We should have. We didn't. No one ever really wanted. No one could agree on covers, but that would have been a good one. And uh, remember when you listened to the Three Doors Down song? Yeah. Yeah, you really listened to a song. <laughs> I really just pick. Yeah, hold on to that song and just go with it for a couple weeks. <laughs> I thought about you the other day. We uh, Jack was sick and we watched Disney movies all day. Mm-hmm. And he really liked Aladdin. It's the best one. Yeah. It's great. Okay, so we're talking about the event on HBO. Hang on, I have uh, another <laughs> another question from number one random question generator.com. Um, how would you hide a giraffe from the government? Is that to be alive? Yeah, it's a live giraffe. Oh, I would. Can it be off site? What do you mean off site? Like out of your house? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's like a boat dock thing by my house. I'd, ha- I'd have. I'd, nobody goes there. <laughs> you like put them on a boat? And... <laughs> no, it's a boat dock. It's it, not a boat dock. It's a. 
a place where they would lift boats up and work on boats. Mm. So it's got huge ceilings. And I don't know what it's for or why it's still there, but yeah, I would, I would take them there. It's a good spot. I could have a couple there. <laughs> Going above and beyond. The question only asks for a draft. Okay, well, since you asked another question, I'm not going to ask you back. <laughs> unless you have a great answer. Nope. Okay, this one came up. An app mysteriously appears on your phone that does something amazing. What does it do? It uh, it tells me what I'm thinking of, what I what I can't think of at the moment. Oh, we could really have used that. Yeah. You know, you want to hear my app idea? I'd love to. That, I, and that makes good. That's good content. I've talked to you about this before. Is this good content? Was that was that sarcastic? Should we move on? No. Okay, I've talked to you about this app before. And it, might, it might be really stupid, but I think it'd be it'd be really cool. It's like it's like reverse Snapchat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, you're sitting around at your house. You're alone, maybe feeling a little lonely, maybe just curious what your friends are up to. So you open up the app, and you say, "Request video or request photo, whatever." Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's say request video, and it goes to, you know, all of your all of your friends, or it could be like Snapchat. You can set it to just one person or a subset, some group, but whatever. It goes to your friends. And then they they get a, an alert that says, "Hey, Ryan wants to see what you're up to." And you just take a quick, couple second video of anything. It's not it's not anything special like you would put on Instagram or Snapchat or anything like that. It's just you're sitting at your desk working, you're eating dinner, whatever, and you you just take two seconds and you send it, and you just get to see what your friends are up to at that moment. Yeah, take my money. I that I let's do it. I, that's the next. I think that's the next. You know, people are always trying to think of the next thing. Really, everything that's come out is is like the iPhone. It's the same shit, but a little bit better. <laughs> but I think that's the next step. And I think it, should, it, would, think it would have really thrived in the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was I was thinking about that the other day, is how, how good it would have done uh, if, if we had gotten that done at the beginning of the pandemic. It would have been perfect. I think it's interesting how our, gener- our age group We've kind of abandoned social media and we just do text groups now. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. You mean like would other other age groups do they not use text groups? Would they like I don't think like we do TikTok or something? I mean we when we when we start talking about a movie or something, we form a new text group. Yeah, that's true. And like I start like with the pandemic, I start with my parent, my family. And like I have all these different text groups, yeah. As opposed to posting on social media and stuff. Yeah, I wonder if that is is uh, specific to our age group, or if that's well, everybody's doing. They everyone's going to say they have text groups, but I mean, like I'm looking at my text right now on the computer, and it's like, you know, a bunch of weird named shit. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I have. You know, four or five up right now. Yeah. Wanda chat, chatting with Caron. <laughs> uh, Kreitzer Quarantine, Echo Chamber. Echo Chamber is the political group where we just say things to ourselves. <laughs> the Echo Chamber. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, I, I think about that because, like, 
these social things, they lived a long time, but they, they don't usually live that long. I mean, these things got to go. Like, are we going to be... I, I If I had another answer for Facebook, I put a lot of my videos out on there it's pretty, and pictures of Jack. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I wish I didn't have to, but I don't know what else to... I don't know yeah. Where else to go. Yeah. I love Facebook. I mean, I I know why it's, you know, super toxic and a lot of people hate it, but I use it for a lot of groups and it's really useful for me. Yeah, well, that's so funny cuz we were talking about today, we were talking about how expensive college is and college buying textbooks mm-hmm. in college is insane and I was like I was like I was talking with some younger people and I was like, you know, when Facebook came out, we actually used it for class and we'd be like Hey, let's just buy two copies right. of books and share them. And we did that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and if textbooks weren't so expensive, Amazon wouldn't exist because Amazon used to be for books. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's, that's actually a bigger deal than you think the expense of textbooks. Yeah. But caused, it caused the launch of two social media. <laughs> yeah. To, to the most massive sites that exist. Right yeah. Now. Just because textbooks were too damn high. Oh, yeah. I'm going to see what the next question is. Just, uh, ooh, I'm not going to ask this one. My, uh, my sponsor is pretty new. They only, they only have <laughs> two questions. <laughs> they're, they're working on more, but, <laughs> um, Oh, actually, this one's really good. And I don't know the answer to this for you. Let me ask one more while we're here. Uh, let me make sure we're recording. Okay, we are. <laughs> uh, who is the most fascinating person you've met? It's my friend, Max. <laughs> I feel like I'm the, the easiest, <laughs> to under- the least fascinating I feel like if I put all my info into a computer, they could just be me. <laughs> well, you are AI. <laughs> uh, Dennis Liu talked to me after Haley's episode, and he was like, Haley is AI, because she answered the question so fast. <laughs> she was good. She, d- I know. And I, like, I don't know if I cut, I cut some of them out. But she, she always, it's like, I think she just thinks all the time. And I think she has an answer for it. <laughs> scary. Yeah, I don't know how to answer that either. I, d- I mean, not that I haven't met. I-, I feel in a way that a lot of people I meet are fascinating. People really fascinate me to no end. Like, I'm thinking of, I met, I got an Uber once and the guy, um, I told him we were going to like an ad. My ad agency was having a party, and he's like, "You know, I invented uh, Snuggle the Bear <laughs> from the Downey thing." Uh-huh. And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Well, I actually I stole it from a Japanese company." And he told me about how he lived in Japan. And he stole all their ideas, but he was driving Uber. Yeah, it's like what you know. I didn't get to that point. And like the way he was telling the stories, there's no way for me to check up on it or look it up. And I thought that was 
really fascinating. Like he's either the best liar ever or it's true. That's a tough and, thing to verify. And, and that's not the only story. He told me a couple more stories and they were all things that I tried to look at. I could not find a definitive answer for any of them. I was like, pretty good. Um, you know, I, I once met a guy who um, his job was to oh yes go to these really, really big Chinese business meetings and smoke. Yeah. So I, I, I don't want to speak too much on, I don't, I think this is a cultural thing. Um, the, when two, two groups are getting together for a big business negotiation in China, apparently they, they each bring like an intimidator with them and they just sit there and try to out smoke and, or like out eat the other guy, the other, the other team's intimidator. Is it Chinese or Japanese? I'm pretty sure it's Chinese, okay. but, uh, but I'm not positive. So that's pretty fascinating. I don't, you know, I don't know if he's, yeah. the mo- he's the most fascinating person I met, but that's super fascinating thing. What a fun way to die. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun, fast way to die. Let's see what our time's at. Um, oh my God, it's been 36 minutes. Can you believe that? <laughs> okay. So I really do want to talk about the event a little bit. Okay. What'd you think? Just tell me what, give me what you thought about the show. There's four episodes. And oh man, what a twist ending, right? Oh. <laughs> it, all, it? it all ended with the pandemic. There were supposed to be eight episodes. Oh yeah. 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 So I, that's what I don't know if I love the show because I wouldn't want, I wouldn't love or appreciate the show if we weren't in a pandemic and I missed big events and planning and people and all, you know what I mean? I think that was part in fine dining for sure. For sure. It definitely brought, yeah. I mean, it, it brought back all of those feelings and excitement and yeah. I mean, that's why it was a lot of fun to watch, but it was also, it's also a terribly um, done show. Every okay. episode is exactly the same. Yeah. And it's like, Wolfgang produced it and okay. It's a commercial. Yeah, sure. I don't want to be negative, but I'm going to bring up one negative. I don't know. I'm going to bring up two negative things. I'm going to be very negative, but two negative things is I don't like that they were doing it for celebrities and rich people and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. I mean, and everything that's gone on, just, I just, I can't stand celebrity anymore. Sure. Celebrity worship. I have a I have a question for you about that, but go on with your with your other point. <laughs> the other thing's very stupid, but but they could have been. And I, the other thing I hate is the lack of creativity in the pandemic from celebrities, from comedians. Not not all of them, but you know we talked about this a little bit. But my from filmmakers, my whole my hero type status thing has totally changed on who I value and who I like look up to and stuff during the pandemic. Yeah. And all the show had to do was they for sure got a millions of dollars. I could look it up, but I'm sure they got tons of money for PPP and all that stuff. They, and maybe they are doing this and I, we started early, so I didn't get to do my five minutes of research before the show, but 
<laughs> they could have continued with like going to healthcare workers and having them a special night or going to poor people or going to people that, you know, like they could have continued doing this and it would have been way more interesting to see people who don't get to enjoy this stuff, like really just get the full treatment and it would have been heartwarming and they, it would have helped their company and they could have done all this stuff. So you mean like uh, the fourth episode, they find out about, you know, the, the pandemic is yeah right at the beginning, you know, that February, March timeframe. And they basically close it down in the show early. You're saying that you would have liked to have seen them go on and like throw events for health workers. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or found a way to feed people. People were hungry. I mean, and still are, but you know, like the food chain in this country was destroyed because people could not be creative enough and figure stuff out. And it's so disappointing. Like they're, they, they've buried there's there's like i was watching a thing about how they've buried millions of potatoes they had to dig all these ditches and bury all these potatoes and they just would dump corn and dump all this stuff they euthanized you know millions of animals like just the lack of creativity is so that's our strength in this country i think we used to be creative totally. problem solvers and now it's just in the food the food thing is an atrocity that we won't ever really get to deal with. Yeah. And no one's going to talk about it and it's not going to be remembered, but we did such a bad, terrible job. Other countries figured it out. Not here though. Yeah. I know you're speaking more, more general, but specific to this show, you're absolutely right. They totally miss, missed them, missed a, a huge opportunity there. And these that would have been, that would have been so like uplifting and inspirational and interesting. There's, there's, there's documentaries where, um, you know, people get really lucky and they start following something that's maybe not as interesting. And then mm-hmm. as they're following it, something super interesting happens and the documentary takes a huge turn and starts, you know, and they get super lucky and that, that becomes the, the new subject of the documentary. And that totally, that totally could have been this show The the pandemic happens and then it shifts and they start, that could have been so cool. Yeah. And, there, I feel bad picking on them, but it's so many people. I mean, it's so many people. And like music, I you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, Sebchak and other people were like, oh, well, it sucks. The Trump's elected. It's going to be great for comedy. It's going to be great for music. And it hasn't been. It's been terrible. And the, the only pe- musicians only make money from touring now. So everyone's holding on to their stuff. You know, people release singles and stuff like that but i mean just like there's been no great renaissance mm-hmm. there's been no yeah no it's just been a, a pause a, a year pause yeah the movie theaters can't figure it out. i mean come on guys there's got to be something i mean you know and that's what i'm saying like shutter made that movie that was the first pandemic movie shot and tyler perry mm-hmm. built that whole studio and the, those guys are i love it it's awesome yeah but the just the thousands and thousands of people who just did nothing. And they all went to their, like, maybe that's why I hate celebrities so much. Cause they would all go to their houses and do the shows from their houses or show, you know, and they live in these beautiful compounds and they like kept their, (laughs) they kept their workers, you know, they made their workers not, not go home or anything. (laughs) They kept them employed. I know, but it's just kind of (laughs) like, you know, not, But like like Amy Schumer, I know you guys don't think Amy Schumer, but she and her husband did a cooking show, mm-hmm. 
And I thought that was brilliant. And I, I applaud that. And I thought that was great. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, there's so many things people could have done and just really you could on a hand, you can count on 10 fingers, the creatives and all these people who did something. That's like the, what do you think about the Tom Cruise rant? Uh, I mean, I think he's totally right. I mean, I, I, I don't see any issue with it at all. Okay. I think he's right, but also he's the boss and he lost his cool on his people. Yeah. I just but, think, I mean, there, there's, I don't know. There's a, who knows what happened before that. They, yeah. You know, he could have been ignored asking them, you know, calmly 10 times before he blew up. I don't know. I mean, sure. It's never all right to do that, I guess, but also they're adults. Who cares? They got yelled at. Yeah. 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 All right. You cheated my mind on that. <laughs> um, you know, just to bring one counterpoint to this, it was, and, and this did change at some point, but yeah. it was difficult, uh, in the beginning, maybe first six months or whatever, because it felt like we were constantly being told, like, this is a two week thing. This is a oh, yeah. month long thing. Okay. Yeah. This is a two month thing. And whenever you're being told that, you know, it, you're not, you're, you're not really driven to be creative and try to figure out creative solutions because you think it's going to be over pretty soon and you get to go back to normal. Obviously, that you know at a certain point you have to figure out oh this is a year-long thing a you know two-year-long thing whatever but that's totally true and that comes from the top and i think that is why we're one of the worst countries i mean are we the worst country i think we might be the worst but because they just keep saying it's going to be over and people are still suffering from that like today we had discussions about how things are going to change in spring and I, Susie was watching QVC and they were talking about things changing in spring. I'm like, there's no reason to think things are going to be better in the spring. Yeah. And, you know, Dr. Fauci or whatever said, we want to get to this point by fall to where we might be able to reopen some. And like, I don't know if we don't want to believe it or if we're used to hearing that, but it's just like, there, it's not going to change for a long, long time. And... Uh, oh man, let's add something else at the end of that. But what kind oh, of lasting? Well, sorry, go ahead. If you came up well, with it, the governor of California lifted a bunch of stuff today, and it's like there's no, it, there's no, there's nothing based on metrics. Like, right? He just reopened because he was facing a lot of pressure, right? And it's like tired of it. And it's, it's, yeah, no longer based on any kind of science or facts. It's just, I think we're done. I think we're done with it. We're over it. Oh, for sure. And that's how I was reading about the 1918 pandemic. And like, they were like, it didn't really end. They just, people got done with it. And they quit. <laughs> they quit doing it. Yeah. I mean, I used to, I used to go to the grocery store and quarantine every single thing that I bought for four days, refrigerated non-refrigerated mm -hmm. freezer, wipe it down. I wiped it down, sanitized it once I got it home, then quarantined it, then took it out of quarantine and sanitized it again. Same with packages that were delivered, everything. Everything that came into the house was sanitized and quarantined. And not anymore. 
but it's not because there's been new science that came out that said you don't have to you know worry about anything on the surface anymore there's no there's nothing that, that i've seen that said that it's just oh, they did say that about packages they're like it's very hard for it to live for enough of it to live on a package to where you touch it Someone had to like sneeze and it'd be what wet. Are they, what are they going and disinfecting the entire White House for the for the administration change then? That's all surfaces. That was more to get the icky out. <laughs> but that's like the theater. I was talking to the theater people and they were like, yeah, even if people don't go, we got to go in and disinfect them with those sprayer things. But like they they point out early on that those disinfector things don't work. Don't work. <laughs> They're still doing it. They still like disinfect the carts. <laughs> Like there's a crust, there's a crust on everything from this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like more surface area to hold germs, but yeah, that's true. But also, like, I mean, I feel like you know our agency shut down pretty early on, and I remember talking about it. And I was like, this isn't a couple of weeks thing. I was like, you know, we need to learn how to work from home. Like, I I knew early on that it was. Mm-hmm. and i just think it was both the leadership and just the ignorance and lack of creativity is yeah you know it's all just a big waste of time is the big tragedy and death and everything like that but i just mean also like it's just we're just we got to move we're not moving anywhere climate change anything I and mean, we're just sitting here yep yeah this is a fun one it's a fun one let's let's spice it up together (laughs) i got another oh this is i think this is gonna be a really long answer uh what are some of your personal rules that you never break uh my personal rules that i never break um you think this is gonna be really long i feel like i have a lot of rules oh like you're like a little bit ocd always wash your hands before a meal yeah i mean definitely do that and make the girls wash their hands um that's so uninteresting don't eat stuff that hit, lands on the ground. Yeah, that's a good personal rule. You know, I there's there's more. We have so much food. There's just no reason to eat off the ground <laughs> here in America. There's just no reason to. <laughs> yeah, throw it away. Uh, while you're thinking about that, here's another good one. What problem are you currently grappling with? Uh, I'm having a really hard time with discipline right now. Ooh. Something we've discussed quite a bit recently, but um, I'm working on a puzzle and I am not very disciplined about it and I'm, I'm letting a lot of other things that I'm worrying about in life kind of just take up all of my headspace and not allow me to do anything. What are you worrying about? I just, any random thing, you know, pandemic related, my dad 
gets diagnosed, my, you know, daughters are missing out on so much, school, friends, not seeing people, uh, work, just, I mean, anything, anything and everything. I mean, they should be working on the puzzle, too. My kids? Yeah. You're right, they should. Little little hands that could sand. (laughs) Get in all those tight spaces. (laughs) Okay, I do want to talk a little bit about more about the show, even though we're about at an hour right now. The did you like it? I mean, what what? Tell me again what you thought about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I had a good time watching it again. Like exactly the reasons that you said. It was just getting to relive going to events. Uh, not that I ever went to those kind of events, but um, you know, going to events in general and food and dining. There were some really fun moments like uh i really liked the part in the first episode where they were all standing around and with the um the carrots and the rice and salad <laughs> like yeah. trying to make the plate look good i thought that was a really cool i mean just thing to see you know just they're all like four of them are standing around and just trying to figure out how to arrange these four or five items on the plate in the in the best looking way Kind of yeah, cool. I love those little things too. And like the, it's funny because I, I have a big question at the end of this, but I really like the scene where they're taking the plates out and you're not supposed to put your thumb on the plate. Like everybody knows that who mm-hmm. has served. And they have this huge fancy event. They got all these people. And, but like people kept putting their thumb on the plate. Mm-hmm. It's like such a small thing, but it's like that's why you have four or five people who don't do anything and just right. try to make sure the show goes right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there were there were so many moments where they were like, "Oh my god, we're we're so far behind right now." There's there's these tables are full of plates, and the servers aren't coming in grabbing them fast enough. Um, and yeah, there's there's like a couple people just standing there yelling at the people coming coming to get the gate plates. And you might think, "Why don't you grab some plates and go out with them?" But those people are needed. They're needed to stay there and you know keep things going. But and the chef eventually did help take some plates out. I was like. Which was a super silly moment. Like it was really stupid. Yeah, they're they're short on servers, and Chef Eric decides to take matters into his own hands <laughs> and grab a, grabs a tray and heads out. Like there's inspirational music playing, like he's doing some big heroic thing. I was at a so I was stupid. at a fancy restaurant once, and the chef came out, and he was filthy. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, hey, I just want to check. He was like sweaty and Philly's like, I just want to check up on everybody. <laughs> and I was like, oh, don't. I like, wish you hadn't. And I, I was also shooting. I was shooting a restaurant once and they were really, it was like a, a fancy French restaurant. And they were really leery of having me go in the kitchen. And I went in the kitchen. They're like, all right, stand here. Don't stay in this tiny space. Don't get anybody's way. And I was like, yes, chef. And I just really loved that hierarchy. I just love to say that. <laughs> like, be a part of that. Yeah. Th- there was there was a guy um who was like the the VIP concierge guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. And they it was always so generic. Like he takes care of the VIPs. What does that mean? Who are the VIPs? I don't know. But are, are these like, are these people because they're working for the event, right? There were the you know the whoever hires them to run the event. 
So like, has the, have these people said specifically, like, here's a list of VIPs you're supposed to take? They never, I never got there's to see of, what VIP means. There's a lot of unanswered questions in that show. Yeah. But the pure, I loved the planet. Like they had to build a kitchen outside and just, you know how many problems comes with that? I mean, just a million problems come like, I, I can't even fathom the amount of planning and building and mm-hmm. that's why it was such so impressive and so great. And it's so sad too, because they did the SAG awards thing and they were like, our, our food's going to be shown to millions of people all over the world. No one's ever seen the food on the table. <laughs> <and there's>, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Cause uh, yeah, my thoughts exactly on that. Like I was thinking back and uh, as I was watching, I was like, Man, I never really thought about those events as dinners, but I mean, they obviously are. They're obviously going to get there and have a, a nice dinner, and then they're going to do the, you know, SAG Awards or the Emmys or the Academy Awards, whatever. But I've never thought about it because I've never seen anybody eating at maybe, I mean, maybe there are yeah. shows that, that I just don't remember. But and it's crazy because they have, they have the commercial break to go out and clear the plates and take orders. Mm-hmm. It's just like, how stressful, man. Yeah. How, well, how stressful for such a dumb, petty thing that nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah. Which is any big production. But I did like the line one lady said about, she's like, really, it's like a duck on water. You got to look calm. Uh-huh. And I I think I've heard that before, but I was like, that's exactly like a production. Yeah. Like you just, you got to just act like everything's working out. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, really like 10 things are happening that could destroy everything, but you're just like, Oh, now I'd be fine. Backstage versus front stage or on the <laughs> yeah. stage. Yeah. And it's and it's amazing the amount of things that can go wrong. Yeah. And that do go wrong. And they just like at the catering thing and they just like, you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. I uh I wrote down a couple of my favorite lines. They, <laughs> they, uh, they introduced the former boxer turned chef. <laughs> do you remember him? <laughs> Yeah, but I don't remember. I don't remember then, all they did. The, his only moment in the show was they were like, former boxer turned chef, Bob, <laughs> or whatever his name was. I don't remember what his name was. Yeah. And then it cuts to him and he says, first you punch him in the mouth, and then you jab, jab, walk him back, and then the knockout. Bam. <laughs> and that's it. That's all. That's like, like there's no. There's no trying to relate that to the food or what he's doing. It's just he just has some boxing analogy that doesn't that's not analog to anything. I don't I didn't realize he was a chef. I mean, I remember that, that I didn't really remember him being a chef. I think he said that boxing stuff. Yeah. That was a good one. And then and then uh when Wolfgang Puck was making the uh Oh god. Vena schnitzels. Oh, okay. And he says there's a saying, <laughs> if you sit on your Wiener schnitzel, there should be no marks on your butt or on your pants. It should be totally dry. <laughs> Do you think that's really a saying? No. Why would that be a saying? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, maybe he was in, in, in Austrian. It was like a. What, what kind of saying is that? Why would you I sit mean, on your Wiener schnitzel? I think it's more of a credo to live by <laughs> but I, the the one thing okay wolfgang was great and i like him i don't know anything about him but he's like 
Leo wants a vegan pizza. And then they said like he so so Wolfgang walks back and he goes, I need a vegan pizza. And they hand him a vegan pizza and then he put like some leaves on it. And then he delivered it to Leo and the they're like, I just can't believe Wolfgang went back there and made that pizza for him. <laughs> like he didn't make it. It was like on the menu. Yeah. But it's kind of annoying to see him. I know he built everything up, but like no, okay, here's my other negative thing. And then I'll get to the big question because we're about an hour in, but I'm not gonna edit this at all either. But uh No need. No need. It's it's great content. I'll cut out all the parts where we're thinking about names and it'll be 30 minutes, but, uh, no, he, (laughs) so here's the negative thing. His son, Mm -hmm. when his son comes in and he just talks about how he likes, how he's a wine connoisseur Mm -hmm. that drove me nuts for some reason. I don't know why I was like, he just looked wormy. I feel bad saying I agree. I agree. And I, yeah, did not, I, I was watching. I was like, and I feel like I could say a lot about him, but I also feel really, I'm not going to, I don't know because I, don't I know there's just, it's gotta be know. tough to be a celebrity son, yeah. you know, Yeah. to be the son of someone who's the best in the world at something. Yeah. That's gotta be tough. And he's doing the best he can. He found his niche. Yeah. It can't be that tough. That's stupid. That event was the dumbest one too. The Rose bowl. Yeah. It's like cringe, cringe, cringe. Okay, here's my big question. Um, you're a foodie, which some people would debate. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, when the pandemic first happened, we did some work with restaurant people and they were like, you know, fine dining was really just kind of coming mainstream and going to the smaller cities it's always been there but it was like you know fine dining was really on a little renaissance and they're like this pandemic ends all that because you you can't get fine dining stuff for takeout and like people want comfort food and i was talking to some chefs and they were like yeah i think i think it's done for you know not just now but for a long time because they'd built up all these chains like food chains and how to get fresh fish and all this stuff. And a lot of those just died and it's going to take a long time to rebuild. And it's going to be more about comfort food and, you know, family meals and things like that. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the validity of that? Uh, I mean, are you talking just fine dining or restaurants in general? I'm talking fine dining. I'm saying restaurants, maybe who did fine dining will change mm-hmm. back to burgers and chili and, you know, more readily available ingredients, less like duck larange and, you know, that's the only fancy one I can think of right now. Beef bouillon. <laughs> um, I think there will be fewer lasting effects of this whole thing then i think a lot of people believe there will be okay okay um yeah i mean i don't i don't uh, of course there will be some fine dining restaurants that have already closed or will be closing because of lack of business because of the pandemic but no i don't i don't think that that's going to be a long-term thing i think once 
once we're through the pandemic, uh, those are going to start popping back up and the ones that are still open are going to, you know, be just as popular as they were. And they're, you know, the, all of those supply lines are going to come back fish and, you know, fresh foods. And those are all going to come back. Everything's going to bounce back. So I, I'm, I'm really torn on this because I have two thoughts about it. For one, uh, rich people are fine. They're going to stay rich. And a lot of these things are amenities for the rich, you know, so the, there will be a want for it and there'll be a need and all that. But the, but then I think about like, what about movie theaters? They keep postponing mm-hmm. movies. How like AMC by my house, nobody ever goes. They've cut down to only be open like two days a week or three days a week. They're not, they have no movies to play. How are they going to last until yeah, the fall? Sure. But even that, well, actually there was just news about that today. Um, no. which I don't know if you saw. Oh, breaking but... news. I got to do the breaking <laughs> news thing. <laughs> yeah, they just, uh, they just announced today like um, that they got like, a, I don't, I'm going to botch the numbers, but like another $500 million or something like that from investors. And they basically said um, any, any fear of us, you know, not making it through this pandemic is completely gone now. There's, there will be no issue there. Um, but aside from that, even if they didn't, again, there are going to be, and there already have been, tons of businesses that have shut down, and there will be more. But, you know, so AMC shuts down. It's a giant, that's a huge thing because there's it's huge. There's tons of employees. But another theater is going to buy that place and open a theater when the pandemic's over. It, it's not going to end theaters. It may end a theater chain, a you know, yeah, individual theater, but those are going to bounce. Those are going to come back. Okay. What about escape rooms? <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are. I, I want to. Yeah, I don't know. Those are those are going to come back too. <laughs> I mean, they're still going. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how. I would be curious to see how well they're doing right now. I'm guessing not very, but. No. Um, yeah. I don't know how I feel about going right now. I know. That's the thing. Like, I feel okay about going to the movies, actually. Yeah. Which I'm sure I shouldn't. But, like, I mean, I just. If they weren't such enclosed rooms, like, if they had windows and could be vented between sessions, like, I have, I don't doubt them going in and sanitizing things and. I feel yeah. like they could be doing that just fine and make that safe. But man, they're just so, they're always just so like enclosed, you know, but they're also like skipping, you know, doing it every other thing to let the air, the room air out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. That's the thing. Like, how do we not know more about, <laughs> can't they do it? I volunteered to do a test on if I can get infected at a theater. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. You said that there's there's been news about it not living on you know packaged services, but I, I haven't seen anything definitive. And there's still the CDC is still saying sanitize. You know, they're still telling you know workers sanitize tables in between, sanitize you know the touch screens after people check out at the counter, sanitize like everything yeah, needs to be that, sanitized. That's that's because. 
I got the grocery store. If someone has it on their hand and they touch it and you touch it and then you touch your face, you've got it. Sure. So but like, but for I, how long? I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, for how, how much of the load do you get? How much of the virus load do you get from that? Because I've seen, you know, I've seen reports of it living for weeks. Or well, that's or, if it's in a nice place. No, that was on a cruise ship. <laughs> no, if they're on the cruise ship, they they want to kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I don't. You know, there. I can't believe. <laughs> we've got we've come so far developed a vaccine in an insane short amount of time came yep. up with the tests in i mean i don't feel like that was really talked about but it seemed really fast to me like came up with the test super fast but like there's still so much we don't know <laughs> well yeah i mean so we we recently had a production in jna and somebody had it there and we were together for two days and in a, it was a pretty big room, but nobody else got it. Yeah. So it's like, who knows, man? Just give us some info. Or they don't think they got it and they had some false negative tests. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Who knows? All right. Well, <laughs> That's right. So if everything's coming back, no need to worry about anything. Well, no, that's that's not. That's what, I what said. we heard. That's what we heard tonight. I know you're trying to end this, but what what <laughs> what uh, what social, um, long term social effects do you think this is going to have? Like I hear people talking about there will be no more shaking of hands afterwards, which is. No, so untrue. There will continue to be shaking of hands. But yeah, like that type of stuff. What what type of long term? I have one. Think that this will have. I have one and I think it's going to be huge for one. I have two. I have seven or eight. But for one, (laughs) you know. You don't really work in an office, but people feel like they have to go to work when they're sick. And that's going to change because Mm -hmm. in our in the video department, we were strict about if you're sick, don't come in. Cause we can't get two people sick. Mm-hmm. And, but like the, the, um, you know what Lou does, what's it called? Like for uh, work, what's her job? Account, account services. Uh-huh. They come in when they're sick and they get everybody else. They're like, I gotta work. I gotta come in. I, I don't think, I think people are going to take way more sick days. Sure. That's a good one. Yeah. And work from home. They can work from home, but don't, I think people are not going to come into the office when they're sick because there will be a, it will be like the plague, like get out of here, get out of here. Yeah. Which is not, which is going to really increase. We would knock four or five people out each time somebody got sick at the office. Mm -hmm. And then that knocks out your kids that knocks out teachers. I mean, it's a ripple effect of a, a bunch of people. So I think that will change and will be great Two, I think, uh, I don't know if this is true, or not, but I really hope that when we need to figure out that when, even when the pandemic is past or whatever, if people are sick or think they might be sick, they need to wear a mask. Like that's what in Japan, there's all those or China, there's pe- pictures of people wearing masks. They're not wearing masks because they are afraid to get sick. They're wearing masks because they are sick. And they don't want to spread it. Yeah. I guess, I guess the main thing about it is we're going to be better 
about realizing we should not spread our sickness to people. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of ways to avoid it. Work from home. The other social thing I think is, um, I think it's still working from home. The home thing, I think people will be able to work from home more. Yeah, I think that's a big one. I think, yeah. Companies, and it's, yeah, it's it, companies can no longer really say that that doesn't work. I mean, I read something there. I I definitely work more, and everyone I talk to is like, who's gone back or like I didn't realize how much of the day you spend just talking to somebody. Yeah, which is great, but I think that I think people I saw something that people are working three more hours a day. Really. Yeah. And I totally, and it, the drive, it's an hour, you know, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. That's an hour. Sure. Wasted. And whenever your work area is also where you live, it sure is easy to get, you know, back behind that desk and do a little bit more. Yeah. I, but other social stuff, I, I don't, I don't think it changed in the 1918 pandemic. I don't think anything significantly changed mm -hmm. social behaviors. I hope that, oh, the other thing I was going to say is um, now our doctor's office, like if for well visits, like for babies and stuff, you go on a day where it's all other well visit, like Wednesday is the well visit day. So you schedule oh, it nice. and it's awesome because you're not sitting in there with all the sick people, which know. is such an insane concept that that like, that, that's how we did it before. <laughs> Sit, yeah. Sitting in a doctor's waiting room is just the worst yeah so that that's gotta that's gonna change and also uh like the vet is the same way like i like the system of you call the vet you pull up they tell you to come in you put the you put your pet in a cage they get it mm -hmm. like that's another i think that's better <laughs> yeah and i think travel for work is going to be really cut down. Conferences are going to be more online, not just because it's cheaper and more convenient, but more people can go and get involved. The whole company can log in as opposed to like, let's have a 300 people go to Florida for a sales event. So I think that will change to some degree. I hope you're wrong on that one. I do too, but people are getting pretty creative with those. Yeah. Good. And I think, that, but I don't know. I wish I could think of a more a better answer or something like really deep, but no, we just good. We don't change in this. It, <laughs> we don't change. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, half the population didn't even change, you know, during during the pandemic, so. <laughs> you know. No. Yep. I've been scrolling through random questions as we've been talking. They've all they're, they're usually really great. Thank you, randomquestiongenerator.com. But uh they've all been really stupid moments. What what's your power animal? All right, here's a good one. We'll end on this one. It's not a good one, but it's the best I've seen in a while. What's a random compliment that someone gave you that really stuck in your memory? um a random compliment so i mean anytime 
I remember the first time I got my haircut, I had several, I got my new, my new haircut. I had several people tell me they liked my hair. What a a stupid answer. (laughs) Dude, I'm glad that so much of this episode revolves around your you getting your hair cut. Not really like, like what, I don't, so when you get your hair cut, do you both wear masks? Do you not talk or what? I mean, like, oh man, I wish. Um, <laughs> yes, you both wear masks, but man, the, the lady cutting my hair tonight just talked and talked and talked and would stop and watch TV. <laughs> she just stopped cutting and watched TV, like with her mouth agape, trying to, and she's like, oh, what? I don't understand what's going on right now on TV. And then she took another break to train the other girl who was there how to page through the guide to change the channel to wrestling. Is <laughs> the other girl couldn't figure out how to how to page through the guide. She I, loves wrestling. I don't. But yeah, you just yeah, they both wear masks. And when they were good to your ear area, you know, she pulls the string off and cuts around your ear. Huh? Does she put it back on for you? Yeah. That's pretty intimate, really. You know, it is. It is. I wasn't going to say that because I thought that sounded kind of weird, but it it does feel very intimate, and it's it's it is weird. It's kind of like it kind of catches you off guard a bit. <laughs> yeah. I, when the when the fandom like, first when the, and, and like what did they put it on wrong and it folds your ear? <laughs> you look, and then you look at it. You're like, do I fix it? Do I wait? But I early on the pandemic, this lady dropped her mask and I picked it up for her and gave and handed it to me. And it had like all this makeup on the inside, like the filthiest. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. I never thought about the inside of women's masks. Oh yeah, if I I accidentally wore, or Susie wore my mask and I wore it and I took it off and I had a full, I had lip. <laughs> blush <laughs> all right well th- thank you for listening to ryan gets a haircut <laughs> no i don't I, w- I wouldn't even really like recommend the event to anybody except for, i was so glad that you'd watch it i think like, nobody is gonna care or like it but it's a it's an amazing feat what they do yeah it is i mean it's one of those things it's just you don't really think about it but it turns out that it's kind of fascinating to see behind the scenes all right i don't know where to stop this i'm just gonna stop now thanks for joining me it's been a pleasure to catch up with you yeah thank you